So I got over there is Amish. I'm Amos. We are covering the AL Central this week. Uh, so these are our predictions. Um, of course, you know, accuracy is always in question here. But uh, our predictions for the team, you know, why we think they'll be this good or this bad, you know, so on and so forth. So we've done it for four weeks. we got two more to go. we got the AL Central this week and then the NL Central next week, right? We yes, sir. Them. Last one will be next week. That'll be fun. So AL Central. Here we go. Number five. I think we're unanimous in this one. You go ahead and say. I'm going to say Detroit Tigers. Yes. Yeah. Once again, a team that really doesn't have any directions, no fault of their own, but they don't really have uh, anywhere to go. Of course, with Miguel Cabrera, that ludicrous contract, Jordan Zimmerman in that ludicrous contract, they will not be traded. They will not go anywhere. Tigers are stuck with them. Prospects aren't exactly shaken out like they wanted them to be. Um, of course, you got to look at Casey Mize. You know, will he come up at some point? But you're going to need a lot more than that to turn this team around. Uh, but, yeah, they're going to finish dead last, I think. Yeah, not a lot of hope. You know, they got the couple of twins cast off, C.J. Crone and Jonathan Scope, obviously, you know. But other than that, Goodrum was the only good player kind of coming back from last year. Then you got Cameron Maben, you know, going to be your leadoff guy now. And that's good for him because it's, you know, everything he did for the Yankees last year. But. Yeah, this will be a floundering team that he'll be on, and there's just way too much to expect him. And as you said, facing a pitching rotation that's probably only got Matthew Boyd as anything solid at yeah. this point. I mean, Zimmerman, no. Nova, no. Daniel Norris, no. Spencer Turnbull, obviously, a no. And as you said, even when Myers comes up, he's going to be shaky. So that in itself is really going to lose them a lot of games. And I really can't see them ahead of the team that I think is going to be fourth place, and that's the Kansas City Royals. What are your thoughts? I agree wholeheartedly. Kansas City, of course, you know, taking steps in the right direction, but they are not better than the, pre- the, the teams above them. Number four seems like a very safe pick. Uh, but, of course, unlike Detroit, they got a lot to look forward to. Need to work on that pitching, of course, and that bullpen. But you got to hope uh, for the continuation success of Jorge Soler. you gotta con- you got to wish on uh, Whit Merrifield to keep growing. Uh, I think they're a little better on offense, of course, than their pitching. But I think they're just going to be a fun team to watch when it comes to the amount of speed they have on that team. Uh, yeah, but, and don't forget, you know, Sal Perez is coming back, and we're hoping that he's going to be a healthy player for him this year. They missed that so much last year behind the plate, his leadership. And then Will O'Hearn and Nicky Lopez step up to where they need to be. It Looking like no to me. I, I'm going to hold my judgment uh, until, until this year. What do you think about the pitching situation, Amos? Uh, garbage. I mean, that's, especially. That's, I hate to say it, but that's honestly the best I got. Garbage. Ian Kennedy's pretty much the only saving grace in that bullpen. And yeah, he's, Scott. You could even put quotations Holland. around that. So. Craig Holland, Trevor Lersenthal. No, no. No. Yeah, I just don't see it, you know. You know, they expect a lot out of Jake Junis, but he's not doing very well. You know, Montgomery, Mike Montgomery, former Cub, got the last out of the World Series in 2016. He hasn't been him since he went to the Royals. Uh, you know, Jesse Hahn's not going to save this team. They don't have a rotation. They don't have a bullpen, period. So, sorry. All right, well, this next selection for third place, honestly, mm-hmm. it was a little closer than I thought initially after I thought about it some more. 
to be quite honest, I just don't see the Cleveland Indians making another charge uh, this season like they were at least at the midway point of last season. What are your thoughts for third? Uh you know what? I thought you were going to go the other way, but I do have the Indians in third place. Um, okay. Yeah. They they've lost some pretty big pieces, and of course, we got to worry about. Even though he's going to be healthy for the regular season, you got to worry about the effect and effectiveness of Mike Clevenger. You got to worry about if Carlos Carrasco is going to be you know properly with the team this year. Uh, they've got a great rotation, and they've got a solid bullpen, but once again, man, injuries. Injuries, injuries, injuries. It's killed them in the past. It's going to kill them again if they don't change whatever it is that's causing these injuries. Uh, but, uh, you know, you also look at their offense. You know, no more Jason Kipnis. So you do have Cesar Hernandez at second base. Not really a step up, in my opinion. Um, you do have Danny Santana, and that's great. Um, yeah, that's an interesting pickup they made, and that could very well help them a lot when guys like Hernandez and Ramirez – and even Carlos Santana, you know, needs some days off here and there. Right. Uh, I mean, but that's the thing with this team. They've only got Francisco Lindor and the Santana guys, and that's about it. You know, you got to look at, uh, you know, Jordan Luplo and uh, uh, Mercado, which is probably going to be the player I watch this year for yeah, the team. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you mentioned that he really is a guy you got to keep your eye on now. He just has so many tools as a player. And uh, I was quite impressed when I – observing him throughout 2019 so kind of excited to see him in 2020 and then, yeah tyler naquin you gotta wonder is he gonna ever be relevant again and, and that's kind of your projected right fielder so we'll see as you said great bullpen love adam simber love nick wickren mm-hmm. and brad hand especially so we'll see okay now now comes the moment of truth amos mm-hmm. we have a possible dogfight i am scared of the Chicago White Sox. The question is, though, am I scared enough to predict that they are going to overtake my twins here no. for the American League Central? Absolutely not. Be of worried. course not. Be of course worried. Not. I'm not worried. You should be. White Sox can try. They can try and try and try. They're too young, Amos. They're Right now, they're too young. Two more, maybe even next year, or two more years, I will be extremely afraid. But this year... I'm feeling great, baby. What should we talk about, the, the, the White Sox? Okay, well, here, here's here's my angle on this. They're not going to beat the Twins. I don't think they're going to come close to beating the Twins. But I think, think, it'll be close. I think it will be closer than you think. No, no, I don't think they will, and I'll explain why. Uh, I'll make it as short as I can. Uh, basically, last year, the White Sox had a negative 124 run differential. They scored 708 runs. They gave up 832 runs. I think... Their pitching is going to give up less because they buffened up that bullpen by getting Steven, uh, Steve Ciszek. They locked up Aaron Bummer for a five-year deal. Of course, you got Colme uh, closing, who's still a pretty solid closer. Uh, they've addressed the rotation by getting Dallas Keuchel, who's more of a pitch-to-contact kind of guy. Uh, definitely throws another lefty in that bullpen. Um, Gio Gonzalez, who's still showing that he's got a lot of value at his age. Lucas Giolito, we don't need to explain who he is. The pitching is going to be better. The offense is going to be better. But you're you're talking about matching up against the Twins' offense. <laughs> and the Twins' yeah. offense was, you know, kind of good last year. And I just, you know, what what does worry me, if, if I'm a Twins fan, what does worry me 
is just how confident this team is. I'm not right. saying the Twins are not confident. They're very confident, as they should be. But what I am would be nervous about is just how much swagger, as much as I hate to use that word, how much swagger this team's got. Everyone, mm. every position on this team is a threat. Well, it that starts at the top with at the top of the lineup with Tim Anderson and what he's done in 2019 and coming into 2020, this first round choice in 2013 has just blossomed. And, you know, he's kind of the talk of at least the American league central at this point. And then you got Moncada behind him. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be locked in at that third base position now, you know, and, and hungry. The question is, can he cut down on the strikeout rate enough this year to make him a relevant guy at the top of the lineup. That's my question. Are they going to find enough guys up there to help Anderson as a leadoff guy? You know, now you got Grandal, but he's kind of, I don't know how to describe. He's kind of lagging a little bit to where we saw him with the Dodgers ever mm. since he came to the Brewers. Uh, and of course the parrot Edwin and Carnacion, you know, is he going to remain relevant at age 37 plus? My point to this offense is the weakest player on this team, in my opinion, is Lori Garcia, and he hit 279 last year. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, why why did they get rid of the gold glove guy to San Fran, Amos? I cannot understand this for the life of me. I mean, Nuts. I guess hard decisions had to be made. You know, that's honestly the yes. best thing I can I can think of. Um, but this this team is I mean, good. But they do have this guy in the minors named Nick Madrigal. Nick Madrigal, a name to watch out for for the White Sox. Yeah. Uh, but this team improved in every fashion that they needed to improve. They now probably have the second best backstop in the American League. Yes, yeah. Monty Grandal is a great catcher. He is. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic catcher. People need to stop underestimating him. They have a great lineup from first to ninth. No matter how you put it, Eloy Jimenez going to find a way to get hits. Nomar Mazzara, you know, the acquisition they got from the Rangers, he's going to hit bombs. You know, Mm -hmm. Tim Anderson, we don't need to go over what he can do. This team is good. I would be nervous as a Twins fan, but... I'm scared of Jimenez and Robera are the guys I'm especially watching. If they can really break out, that's going to be a big problem. Yep, that's that's who I'm looking for, too. That's who I'm looking for as well. You know, I'm going to see what the big deal about this Luis Robera is, or... Mm -hmm. Uh, of course, you know, is Eloy Jimenez going to keep up his trend? But uh, yeah, I, I got them finishing second. Um, I think yeah. it's going to be a runaway for your twins at number one. Spoilers. But yeah, not runaway. I don't think runaway. Single games difference, I think, at the end of the season. I think it will be. But I think the White Sox are going to run for the money, but they're not going to beat them. They're not going to catch them. No. Now, twins number one for sure. Twins number All one right. for sure. Since, since I'm a bit biased, Amos, why don't you. Talk more to me about why you think the Twins are number one. Uh, look at third base. <laughs> you just added more. You just added more power, more home run power, more smart at bats, and of course the bringer of snow in this case, Josh Donaldson <laughs> at third base. Uh, it is a defensive upgrade. It is an offensive upgrade. It is a grinding upgrade. As in, Josh Donaldson knows how to grind at bats out. Not like Joey Votto. Don't get me wrong, but. I think Josh Johnson is a perfect pickup for you guys. And I honestly think, I know I'm knocking on wood when I say this, but I also, I really think that Donaldson is the difference for you guys to beat the Yankees this year. Oh, God. I do. Um, and it's really smart to sign him because you can move Miguel Sano to first base. You've got mm-hmm. one of the best backstops in the, in, in the American League with Mitch Garver. 
who's expected to have a break. Getting better defensively, getting better defensively. That's the thing he's got to work on. And I'm really concerned about, will he be prime enough? That's why they had Jason Castro to really provide the the -the over-the-top proven defense. But now can Garver prove it? I mean, this team is going to be better (laughs) than last year. I know that's hard to believe, but I think they're going to be better. This team is very similar to the White Sox, except for the point where we've seen what the Twins can do. We've seen how this team is a pretty close group in some ways. Like, on the field, they're very good offensively. And, and that goes right to, to their new manager, Rocco Baldelli, you know, mm-hmm. a guy who's younger than, you know, Nelson Cruz. <laughs> Probably Josh Donaldson's even older than him, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, that's really been a big difference maker as the American League Manager of the Year, Rocco Baldelli. Right. Now, if I did have to put a weakness on this team, if I have to absolutely put a weakness on this team, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look, I'm going to address two names in that bullpen. Okay. I'm going to look at Sergio Romo and Tyler Clifford. These okay. are guys that kind of have an older pitching style. Some teams have adjusted to that and some teams yeah. have not. So the right. question is, depends who you get, right? Are your opponents that are a threat to you adjusted or not adjusted? Okay. Good so. question. Interesting. Interesting point. Um, I do slightly like the pickup of Clippard. I think that gives them a lot more ground ball inducing type situations that they didn't see as much of last year with the pitching staff. So I think that move in itself has made it a bit better for them and, and hopefully will as a defense. And that's the other thing that concerns me too, Amos, is the defensive. They've really slipped in that. They're traditionally a great defensive team. They were not so great. I can't remember what place they finished in in the American League last year, but it was not that great. So that's something I hope they can improve on. And uh, I'm hoping maybe some of the guys they call up, if there is you know, a season this year, obviously it won't matter that much, uh, such as Nick Gordon, or if they see that Royce Lewis is advanced enough to do him, but although there's, there's talk, he's probably not going to be until next season, their number one pick you know, from just a couple of seasons ago. So we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. But other than that, I mean, I'm still shaky on Kenta Maeda. I want to see him in a fifth inning situation, you know, once he's started, you know, starting pitching. I really want to see that. But I'm hoping that he can really buckle in and become a great starter. All right, one final question. It's mm-hmm. got listed that Jose Barrios should be the ace. Do you agree with that over Jacob Ruzin? Um, It's hard to say. He really has had not had a great spring so far, and hopefully, getting back into it, he can find it kind of start to find uh, that snap and a little bit more of that velocity that he showed, you know, at times last year and especially in 2018. But they're finding ways they're working with him. That, you know, they got a great uh, pitching coach. You know, the uh, University of Arkansas guy. I can't think of his name at the top of my head, but really has come along with him and hopefully will continue to do so. And then of course it's the four and five spots in the uh, rotation that we're going to hope pan out between Homer Bailey, possibly Julius Chasing, but I'm thinking more Randy Dobnek might be the fifth starter the way the spring is going. We'll we'll see how that pans out. I don't know the exact situation that they're looking at, but uh, and then you know Rich Hill will come along later on, you know, July-ish. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm kind of glad we had a semi-easy division this week. I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that the Twins yeah. are going to win the Central, unless, you know, they have like a Yankee amount of injuries. But <laughs> Right, yeah. Um, let's hope not. Let's hope not. But um, 
And maybe another question we really got to start to ask ourselves as we're making these predictions and seeing what has unfolded in the world is if they play this compact schedule, how is that going to affect play on these teams that don't have the deep benches or the systems, you know, that are going to be able to spell some of these tired guys when it comes late in the season? Well, I think uh, it's going to benefit more teams than the other. I, I really don't know where to classify your twins in that, but, you know, mm-hmm. you look at maybe different teams that have a good bench, you know, like the Atlanta Braves with Charlie Culberson and mm-hmm. um, uh, 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 Johan Camargo. You look at the Cubs bench, which ain't great, but definitely some veteran presence and Descalzo and Bodie and all them, uh, Steven Souza. Then you look at the teams that don't really have a deep bench, um, you know, like the Cleveland Indians or maybe like Baltimore or, you know, which they're not competing anyway, but just to just to throw a team out there. Illustrate. Uh, team that yeah, I mean, that's a good point as well. We don't know. No one knows what the schedule is. There could be 50 <laughs> games this year for all we know. Yeah. Or it could be that ridiculous one where the World Series is on Christmas week. <laughs> you know? Why? Why Christmas? That would be crazy. But, I still can't just grasp that thought. I can't either. I, I mean, part of me wants that <laughs> to be true, but I have it. Uh, I'll think about it some more and get back to him. But yeah, Twins number one. Uh, I think we came out even here. Twins yeah. number one, White Sox two, Indians three, Royals four, and Detroit Tigers number 050. Okay, here's a question for you. Who's going to finish worse, Tigers or Orioles? Tigers. Tell me now. Tigers. Tigers, Tigers will. Okay. Tigers. Yeah, I, you know, I think I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> uh, especially if they trade Boyd at the deadline. or the Oh, deadline. yeah. If there is a deadline, right. <laughs> yeah, if there is a deadline. But uh, Tigers for sure. I think the Orioles have a little bit more upside. than. I mean, at least with the Orioles, you can look at some of these players and say, that looks good. That guy looks good. He has potential to look good. Tigers, you're just like, all right, he's not performing. He looked good, but he's not performing. Jamar Condelario comes to mind. Uh, mm. Miguel Cabrera is probably going to hurt himself at some point. Probably. So, I mean, I hate to say that. I don't want to see it happen, but let's look at his history here. He's been hurt almost every year. So, yeah, you know, if he follows the trend, he's going to be hurt. So, uh, but yeah, Tigers, uh, like I said, I've said it before. I'm going to keep saying it. Tigers are not going to go anywhere until that contract is gone. They're not. They just don't have the proper funds. A little bit of Joel Maurer syndrome uh, situation for <laughs> the Tigers. We got a player. We're paying $22 million. We can't afford to pay anybody else to come in here and do anything. And now we don't have him, so we can pay someone. Um, so next week, coming up next week, we have our NL Central review or predictions. And then whatever happens in the world of baseball, you know, we'll do our best to cover it. <laughs>